Happy Monday, everybody here on Wisdom and those listening to the recording. This is a special episode of the Connection Point podcast. Tonight, we are going live on a beautiful new social audio app called Wisdom, launched back, I believe, in September. We got on there when it first launched. And uh, this week is going to be just a special episode. Episode, uh, our next episode is going to go live um, after uh, the New Year's, uh, which is our normal uh, setup. But this is going to be a live recording. So as you're listening in tonight, what's going to happen is we're going to be talking about the gift of giving, which falls directly in line with everything the Connection Point stands uh, for and about as a podcast. And obviously, you can go learn more if you'd like by connecting with me on Instagram and IamChrisDelaney.com. But we have a wonderful batch of guests that I've asked to show up tonight. Uh, so I'll be inviting them up one by one. These are people I've gotten to know through our community, through conversation, and they have given me an incredible gift of relationship. And so I want to go ahead and make sure that everybody is set up here. Let's see. We have our first guest, uh, TC, who's out in the audience. Uh, and just so you know, if you are popping into the room, um, I do have an order of things. Um, and I do ask uh, that if you know me, to uh, message me real quick because I do have one slot available as well. I can pop you in there, but we're going to be going for about two hours tonight. Uh, TC, if you're there, I'm going to invite you up. Just do me a favor and make sure that you uh, you actually cue yourself. Let's see. Beautiful. Uh, Damien, brother, if you want to come up as well, uh, this is a live recording uh, that we're going to be using for the podcast. Um, it's going to go live on Wednesday. Uh, just go ahead and back channel me real quick or shoot me a text message and we'll get you in there. I think I have a slot available for you if you want to join the conversation. Uh, but first, I'm going to bring up TC, uh, who has a, a special place in our heart. Um, there's some familial ties. There's so much going on here, but she's a speaker, podcaster, and trainer, and a consultant transforming retail and hospitality businesses to increase sales and profit and brand loyalty. And uh, I can't wait to hear from her up in Canada. She was courageous to go first with us, so this is great. Three, two, one. I'm the hot seat. Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm excellent as well. Gosh, it's been a while. I know. How have you been? I've been well, and you've been busy. We have been uh, a little busy. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. So by a, by a little, it means a lot of busy for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Growing like leaps and bounds. I love to see that. And talking about giving gifts to the world. Wow, you guys are just the epitome of that. And I appreciate that. And thank you for having me. For sure, for sure. And so for context, for those who are, who are listening, and, and this is going to go out to a larger audience as well, on, on Wednesday... How did you come in contact with us and what are you referring to when it comes down to everything that you've connected with so far? So I am blessed that my daughter community and that's Chris and she introduced me to the collective when you were first getting started on Clubhouse and I listened in as often as I can and could and can still. And it's nice to see you back out there. And I am also part of the um, community on Facebook and the Mighty Network. Uh, people that are listening, please, if you want to be part of a community who's going to support you, help you, 
show you ways to grow you didn't even know were within you, you must join the collective on Mighty Networks. It is an amazing network of people. I love it. We have not paid anybody here. (laughs) (laughs) No, you have not. (laughs) We have not. But I will say this. um, I did make a a goof here, too, on Wisdom. If you're listening on the podcast, you can set a timer. Um, It was supposed to be 15 minutes, and I left it at 60 by accident. I see that. Yeah, I'll keep track of time. But for those I know who are other guests, know that it was my mistake. So we'll set that up. But the the question tonight is, what gift are you giving? And we can also talk about what gift are you receiving? You know, it's the holiday season. And the last two years have been really unique. Um, it's been really, really interesting. But talk to me about what, what gift you are giving. And then maybe we can talk about a gift that you would love to receive as well. Gift I am giving. I am focusing on actually getting my gift out to the people I'm trying to help. So I really want to spread the gift of compassion, understanding, and joy in customer service. And I want to be the beacon that helps businesses regain that. We had that in the world and it went away. And I really want to help people get that. And for my soul, what I'm really hoping is to, in giving of myself, I continue to grow and become this past two years has been hard for everyone but i have to tell you probably the biggest growth i'll be 60 next year and the biggest growth i've had in my life has come through this last two years really changing looking at myself not facing fear head on and you know moving across the country and starting a whole new life and job and So it has been challenging, but has shown me my true purpose in the world, I think. Mm. You know, we talk a a lot in our community about this idea of LIV, uh, which stands for love, intention, vision, and embodiment. It's this idea of a beautiful life and those four core principles and, and however the life looks for you um, ran through that filter. um, We think could, could lead us beautiful things. And you're talking about being 60 and so much is changing for you now. And I think there's a lot of people who could really connect with this transformation that's happening for you. You know, what is it like at this stage in life to be making so many changes and to be rolling with life and experiencing it the way that you are? Well, I would have never thought at what people call your golden years that I would be feeling like a teenager again. Like Mm. life is un, there's no boundaries. It's unboundable where I can go, how I can grow and how I can change and develop. Like I never would have expected at 60 to really understand a lot of the things I've been through in my life and how that made helped make me who I am good, bad and indifferent and embracing even the negative and growing. Like, I feel like I'm finally, I don't feel like I'm turning 60. I feel like I'm turning 18. I am now an adult. (laughs) Now I grew up and now I'm ready to hit life running. So that's pretty incredible to think about, you know, and, and we get so connected to this idea of our chronological age and how things turn out for us. Um, 
you talked about your connection to the business world, and I know you've made some big changes. You've struck out on your own, and you're kind of doing your own thing. Is that something that was uh, inducing a lot of fear for you, or did it turn out to be a gift? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, there was a ton of fear in doing it, <laughs> but, you know, especially at my age, um, but it was by far a gift. Um, moving across the country was probably the best thing I have ever done for myself. Um, I have such a different perspective on life and I had moved in the opposite direction, uh, you know, five years prior, and it hadn't had this profound change in who I feel I am that this move has. This is where I've always meant to be. I have my father, who has passed, was raised here, and um, none of his family are still alive. But just being here makes me feel so connected to him and I miss him so much. And I now feel at peace since I arrived here. Mm. That's beautiful. That's a, that's a big thing going on there. Do you, do you feel like you've, you've made some decisions that have impacted like the trajectory of your family? We talked about, you know, the connections obviously with your daughter and everything else. Do you feel like right now you're at a place where, where you're deciding differently in your life than you would have growing up? Mm, that's such a big statement, Chris. Uh, I, <laughs> I definitely, it's definitely changed the, the dynamic within the family. Um, and my son did not come. He and his wife have, have a place back in Ontario and that's been challenging. Um, he and I are fairly close. And so that's, that's been very different, but uh, it makes me appreciate when he has, you know, a half an hour to talk where when he was up the road, I would just, you know, pop in, see him all the time. So now I'm more aware of how important time is when people give you your time. And I hadn't really put a lot of thought into that before. Yeah, there's there's so much intersectionality going on there with family. Um, and I know I'm putting you up first. <laughs> 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 and it's for those of you listening in, I know that when folks sit with me sometimes they're wondering, are we gonna keep it light or we're we gonna go pretty deep? And it's hard for me not to go deep, but <laughs> that's just uh, who you are, Chris. <laughs> it's just who I am. It's my interest. So I gotta have some selfish preference. But let's talk about um beyond the business side of this, which obviously mm-hmm. uh, I've watched you on Clubhouse start conversations, uh leading, you know, discussions around customer loyalty and stuff like that. But as far as Tacey goes, I wanna know from you if you could have the most selfish desire fulfilled what would be the greatest gift that you could receive this holiday? Anything that you could possibly desire, what do you think that is for you? My family being together. Nothing is more important than family. Hmm. Uh, I, I guess the other thing would be I still allow what other people are going to think of me really has a lot more control in my life still than I'd like. So if I was going to be given a gift, I'd like to be given the gift to not have that 
play into my thought, but I'm pretty content with my life the way it is right now, Chris, except for that one thing. I, I'm at missing my family, but other than that, like I have been brought to a place in time that it, it is a gift. Being here is a gift. Being in this moment is such a gift. And I, I've been through a lot of my life and I, I would not look back on a lot of things that have happened in my life and say it was a gift, but it was because they all brought me to where I am this moment. I'm going to let that sit for just a second. Said everything that's happened so far being a gift. That's really incredible. And while, uh, while we're sitting here talking to, <laughs> I know that um, we have about four, four minutes that are so left uh, with the timer on here. Um, but here's my, my last question for you. Um, this upcoming year, what would you like to work on most for yourself? My personal relationships. Beyond just your family? Yeah, family and friends. Like, I've been so guarded my whole life. I've had a pretty tough life, but, um, yeah. and it's made me very guarded. And I very, I can be defensive because I can feel like people are attacking me when they're not. I'm getting much better at that, but. That is the one thing I really want to get out of 2022 is to realize that now that I'm seeing what blessings have come into my life, I need to embrace that and not think that the whole world is, you know, out to get me in some way, shape or form. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm very similar in that way. It's taken me a long time to work on that. And so my, my final question I think we can explore a little bit is you're, you're building your business right now. Mm-hmm. What do you want 2022 to look like for you when you look back December of, Jan- of 2022 and you think about what you've done to impact these businesses, the people that you connect with and everything that you've done? Hmm. Wow, that's a big one, Chris. Uh, I forgot, one, forgot what it was like to be first with you. And second, I forgot how how many really deep questions you ask. So uh, I now remember. So <laughs> the next time I put up my hand first, I got to go, oh, wait, are you <laughs> sure? Okay. Yeah, are you sure? Okay. Um, no, like uh, if... If I could flip it a little bit, what I'd say is that I want to go maybe a little past 2022 because this is a a milestone in the world as, as the world sees it. This coming year, 2022, will be my 60th birthday, and the world considers that a milestone. I would like to look back at 65 and mm. see what an impact the 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 experience that I've gathered has made in the world of customer service because I know that I am meant to carry on my father's legacy of customer service and I mm. 
know that that is going to change the world when I get it out there. Wow. I didn't know that connection, a deep personal connection between your father and the customer service. And I so badly want to <laughs> wish that we had right more. Now. I know. I know. So badly want to dive Next into that. Next time, my friend. Next we time. definitely, definitely will. And um, I want to say thank you for being first. And for those of you listening <laughs> uh, live, this is a, a live recording again of the Connection Point podcast, just a special episode. Uh, this is going to go live on Wednesday. But if you're listening and you're jumping on wisdom, this is Tacey Atkinson. She's a member of the community. Um, a badass lady and just somebody I really <laughs> admire. She's a speaker and a podcaster. She's at Tacey, T-A-C-E-Y. Make sure you connect with her. It's hard to discover people on Wisdom right now. There's no search feature. Uh, but where can people find you uh, most readily beyond Wisdom, Tacey? I would say Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, Instagram is just my first name, dot my last name. And then my first name, last name on LinkedIn. Um, please, I, I want to help as many people as I can. Please reach out. Love it. We will have all the folks we talked to tonight in the show notes as well when this goes live on Wednesday. Um, and of course, we'll make sure that we get you all connected. Uh, we'll do a quick blog post of everybody too. But Tacey, thank you so much for being the courageous one to go first. <laughs> My pleasure. And to help me settle in too. You helped me settle in just as much as, as, as we did this together. So this was fun. Excellent. Thanks so much, Chris. It's my pleasure. Amazing. This is, uh, this is real time here, guys. This is incredible. So um, again, for those of you listening out in the audience, um, wow, there's reaction features now too. That's pretty cool. Um, a little bit of a different flavor if you're joining us on Wisdom. Um, right now, uh, we are filming a live episode of our podcast. I do have seven more guests um, lined up uh, in order for us. Um, if there's time afterwards, I might stick around for a little bit longer. Um, but we do have some folks that um, I really admire and love that we're going to bring up. And we're going to ask the question about the gift that you're getting this year, what you're giving, um, just everything around this, as deep as you want to go as well. I'm going to go ahead and bring up my, uh, my next guest. And if you haven't heard him on Wisdom or Clubhouse, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Uh, but it's Damien Noble Andrews, who is a wildly creative guy, um, one of the most talented creatives I've seen. If you haven't checked out his Instagram before, I want you to. I'll let him talk more about that. He calls himself a professional perspective shifter. And he says, I can talk to anyone about anything, and I can attest to this fact. Uh, much like myself, this guy defies any kind of title and can fit into any kind of conversation out there. So I'm going to go ahead and swap Damien in here. And again, we got a, we got a 15-minute timer for tonight. And I love talking to this guy. We can go on for hours. What's up, brother? Hello, sir. Or 15 minutes, you know, whichever. <laughs> we can go. <laughs> it's going to be hard to go 15 minutes, man. It takes us a minute. <laughs> um, fair warning. My family uh, passed around cold, so it's my turn. So if I mute randomly, it's because I'm, like, hacking up a lung on this end. Perfect. Uh, yeah. But just, just that's, 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 that's way less post-production on my end. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> we got, there's reactions on this platform now and we got some people listening in. I don't know how that's working out there, but I hope you all are having a good time. We got some uh, future guests throwing some reactions, but Damien, man, to get us started. And for those who may not have met you on wisdom uh, or on clubhouse or in the world, tell us just a really quick, you know, summary about who Damien is and kind of what you do in the world. <laughs> I love that you say I defy all titles and then you tell me to really quickly introduce myself. Niche down. Um, <laughs> niche down. Yeah. Um, the simplest way I can communicate it is that uh, my name is Damien Noble Andrews. I've been a lifelong creative. Uh, most of my career has been in photography and directing. And about a decade ago, I started doing 
some work on the side that has evolved into um, being a brand strategist, um, brand curator, uh, life coach of sorts, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, as you said, professional perspective shifter is the moniker I use because it doesn't really matter what we're talking about or what platform we're on. I always try and bring a slightly different perspective, uh, very much from the, per- from the stance that life is shades of gray, not black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the ethos that I was handed at a very young age, kind of this perfect eight-year-old age where I could understand what was being said, but I didn't feel um, the weight of it at the time, which was there's only two things, only two choices you can't change, creating a life and ending a life. Everything else can be altered. Mm. And uh, I try and live my life by that standard. So that's me. Amazing. I was going to keep it light, man, but that's cool. Oh, I got nothing light for you tonight. <laughs> <I know. laughs> nothing Just light. Kidding. For those who haven't heard, <laughs> Damien and I and Josh, I mean, we we met on Wisdom, actually. So the power of social audio um, we just have become really good friends very quickly and it's because we just don't waste time. We just dig into it. But I'm going to ask you this question and which is, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ask a few different ones, but what is the gift that social audio has given you? I know you've been on clubhouse. I know you've been here in wisdom and it's a different world aside from all other social media. What do you think is the greatest gift that these platforms have given you this year? Yeah, that's an easy one. The, the greatest gift that all social media platform, oh, sorry, all social audio platforms have given me this year is uh, is showing me that I can take this other hidden side of my business and actually put it at the forefront and I'll still be successful. Um, all of my coaching work, all of my branding work has all been word of mouth. I've never led with it. To be fair, I, I don't do a lot of advertising anyway. I think I've placed four ads in my life over 22 years of running my own thing. Um, but yeah, it, it has really solidified that I knew... Like my clients were always happy and um, always referred me, but I never led with that side of my life. And uh, it's been a really beautiful blessing, really beautiful gift that I've received to feel the support and love. And, um, you know, just, just that, uh, that like honest feedback that people give you when, when they have a chance to talk to you without seeing you face to face. You know, I think people are, are okay being to the point and, uh, and I love that. And it's been a beautiful opportunity to grow and learn and, and kind of step into this, I don't know, third career of mine, I guess. So. <laughs> when we try to explain what social audio is to people, they have no idea what it means. You know, so yeah. it's, it's still so, so new. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask this question, which will require you to, uh, be super confident in this, but what do you think is the greatest gift that you gave to social audio this year? Uh, I actively listen to people. Like, like really intentionally actively listen. And if I'm not able to actively listen, I, I leave, I don't hang out for it. Um, my grandfather taught me that he was uh, he was an actor. And so he got recognized a lot and he would bring us with, with him to, you know, to run his errands. We'd go to the bank and he'd talk to the bank manager and the teller. And he'd talk to the guy at the deli and, you know, the customer at the deli, whoever was there. And, the people bagging his groceries and every single time he spoke to somebody, he would reference something personal about them. And maybe it was a trick he used. I don't know, but it felt genuine. Uh, and, and the beautiful thing that he gave through that was that he showed these people that they were important enough to remember. And I think that's what we all want is just to be 
considered, to be heard, to be listened to, to be remembered longer than, you know, the 15 minutes that we're on stage together. And, uh, and it's definitely something that I actively, um, actively do on all these platforms is I listen very, very intently. I would, I would definitely second that for sure. Um, I mean, you can't be in some of the spaces we've been in without actively listening to folks. And, um, I mean, you clued right into it. You know, I think these platforms allowing us to have some conversations we otherwise couldn't have because of, for fear of feedback or whatever, and being open and radically honest was, was a huge gift. It's been, I mean, it's going to be coming up in a year now that I joined Clubhouse. Um, I think actually in just two days, actually. Um, Gotta have a party. It changed. <laughs> Right. It's, it's completely changed my life. You know, we wouldn't be here if it, if it hadn't been for that. And so I'm going to ask you a personal question, which is what is, uh, what's the greatest gift that you're giving to your family this year? Uh, it's easy. I actually had a, a really good cry about this recently. Um, a couple nights ago, in fact, I'm, I, uh, we haven't really talked about my backstory too much, Chris, but like my upbringing was, about 30% like beauty and magic and amazing. And the other percentage sucked. Um, I got dealt uh, a rough hand would be putting it lightly. And the other day I, I stopped and I was talking to my wife and I, one of the biggest things I personally battle is um, I have a hard time seeing my value unless I'm doing something extraordinary unless I'm being memorable, unless I'm providing value or impressing someone um, to kind of a dangerous point, actually. Um, I'll push my body too hard. I'll, I'll you know, get a lack of sleep because I'm trying to do something extra. Um, it's a fantastic skill to be able to, to turn on whenever I want it, but um, it's been the driver for far too long. And I was chatting with Michelle about it, my wife, and I, you know, I was explaining this to her and she knows this about me. We've talked about it before. Um, and she just stopped and she goes, do you, when I met you and fell in love with you and chose to spend my life with you, you were an assistant who worked sometimes. <laughs> and I went, yeah. And she goes, and I was sitting on my couch and she goes, just look around. And I started just I just sat and lifted my head for the first time in what felt like far too long. And I saw my home. And I saw it's not that, you know, I'm materialistic. It's it's that it's a home. I've created a home for my my boys. I'm I'm an active father. Um I grew up without one. And then I had some really bad examples of stepfathers. Um so what I'm accepting is the greatest gift I'm giving to my family is that I am giving my children, my boys, uh, a home and an example of, of manhood um, and an example of how manhood needs to support womanhood. Um, and uh, and this, this stability and safety and love that... Uh, it was missing a lot of the time in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. NBD, no big deal. You know, just small stuff. Well, small, small shallow gifts. end stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I've always enjoyed hanging out with you, man, because the flexibility we have to have emotionally is like, it has to be light and then it can go deep and back and forth. Like we, we, 
we always joke that you know people want us to save the world. Now we're trying to do is tell some inappropriate jokes. But <laughs> what you just shared, um, I resonate and connect with a lot. Um, and I'm actually very happy. There's there's some special people, a special person also listening into this right now. She's going to be on later, so people will get a good insight into me. Some folks met uh, my partner Kasha last night, but I I can understand that perpetual motion of what it's like to be um, you know constantly moving in the direction of a vision. And just know that perpetual inertia and then have to slow down and be talked to to say, look at what you built. And that had to be a really, really overwhelming feeling. You know, the the reality is it's a really easy feeling. Um, The overwhelming feeling is the pressure to be perpetually moving and Mm -hmm. be perpetually excellent and to always be the one on the hamster wheel. Um, And so when my, my wife stopped me and said, dude, you gotta, you gotta look up, you gotta appreciate what's right in front of you. It, it was just this gorgeous relief and reminder of how simple it can be to, um, to just appreciate the small little things, the moment here, the, the, you know, <laughs> I, I get to appreciate when my kid draws something for me and comes to show me. Mm. Like I, I had that from my mom and from some aunts and uncles. And, you know, I, I had, like I said, I had some good love in my life that showed me what was possible. Um, luckily, because otherwise I think I would have been very far down a dark hole. Um, and, and that somebody else pointed out to me very recently, a dear friend who's known me for near 30 years now, she goes, with all you're capable of, imagine what would have happened if you chose the dark side. And I just felt that to my core and went, Oh my God, like I'm meant and I am doing so much good for the world, for my family, for my kids. Um, because I, I was shown just enough love to, to choose to be better than, than how I grew up. So yeah, man, you could have been Thanos, man. I could have been Thanos, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, so kind of my last question before we wrap up and tell everybody where to find you, because uh, this is one of the national treasures you might be missing on social media. What is the gift that Damien will get this year or would love to get? And I know that uh, we don't ask for much or anything else. He's hacking up a lung right now. It's okay. What is the, uh, what is the gift Damien would love? The gift that I would love? Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would love time with with my wife. <laughs> I, I would, I would love time. Um, I, I don't have much family around and, and we live near her, her parents. Um, and, uh, her mom's coming to visit. And so I have this, uh, this unique opportunity to actually, you know, sneak away for a date with my wife that's out of the house. <laughs> um, I am admittedly codependent on my wife and she is on myself. We've been together for 14 and a half years and we've, um, allowed ourselves to fall into these habits and patterns where we, um, exist doing things for one another without really talking about it or acknowledging it. Um, we help each other move forward. And, uh, man, I gotta tell you, like my, I am just a better human being when I get time with my wife. I'm a, I'm a better man. I'm a more patient father. I am better in business. I smile more. Uh, that woman, 
that woman and I have been through it. A lot of it <laughs> has happened in our relationship. <laughs> um, a lot of life, a lot of death, a lot of moving, a lot of things. Um, but also a whole bunch of joy and adventure. And uh, she sparked something in my heart that um, that nobody ever has. She loves me in a way that that growing up I didn't think was possible. That even if I'm honest, a couple months ago I didn't even realize was possible. I got to understand how she loves me more um, through some, you know, personal growth work and things like that. And so, what do I want? I, I want time to hang out with the person that lights my soul on fire, uh, that makes me laugh, that I am wildly attracted to, and that uh, that I crave on a regular basis. So yeah, man, that's uh, that's what I want for Christmas. That's beautiful, man. Thanks. Yeah. Even, even, even listen, even my, uh, I was going to say something, but I won't, but, um, you know, even my heart tingles for that. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it a little PG for the podcast, we'll keep, but we'll give it PG for now. Yeah. That, that's you know, I, th I think that like, look, l love and commitment and any extensive relationship, uh, is in my opinion, very much based on choice. Mm. Um, you have to choose to love. You have to choose to continue to love. You have to choose to focus on their greatness rather than their faults. You have to choose to accept their baggage. Um, you have to choose to be attracted to them as their body chains, changes and shifts and all the things. Um, you know, I, I have fluctuated in weight greatly since we've been together. She's had two kids. I've watched her body go in every different direction, you know, and I think that the truth is that the love is always there, but the things that keep you smiling and happy and engaged and the things that, you know, light you, light you up physically as well to make you tingle as well. It's all a choice. It's all what you choose to look at and how you choose to accept your partner evolving. Um, and I, I high fived her the other night and I said, you know, I've been looking at some of our friends and like, I think we've aged pretty well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think, I think it's true. I think, I think that luckily we had some good genes and I find her more beautiful today than, than the day we met. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's all the, all the things all at once. I love it, man. These conversations are a gift for me. We're, we're wrapped up now, man. I want to know where's the best place for people to connect with you who are listening on the podcast. And also obviously your, uh, your username here on wisdom so people can connect with you here. Yeah, I should, I should probably look that up. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just my full name. Um, Damien Noble Andrews. I'm the only one out there. If you Google me, you're going to find a bunch of stuff about photography and directing and things like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really easy to find. You can send me a message on, on, uh, pretty much any platform. I don't check LinkedIn as much as I should, but, uh, but you can try it there. Um, you can send me a message on Instagram or clubhouse. My email is on my website. My phone number's on my website. If you want to give me a call, uh, I'm around, I'm easy to find. So thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Even when you're sick and sharing everything that you shared. Seriously, guys, one of my favorite people that I've met this year, uh, Damien's a brother to me. So we're going to keep things moving. Tacey gave us, I mean, the thread I'm hearing is family. And the thread I'm hearing is relationship. I'm not hearing anything uh, materialistic. I'm going to find something that somebody wants, though. Somebody wants a nice car or something. I don't know. We'll find out. But we still have so many incredible guests that, um, that I really, really am excited to talk to. The next guest that I'm going to bring up 
is a great gift that I received this year. Two great women came into my life. Um, one of them we're going to hear from later. And this next one coming up is a singer-songwriter, 20 years in the music business, artist management working with some iconic music legends. She's a brand strategist, but more importantly, I think she's a brand visionary. She's somebody that I met on Clubhouse back in January. We became business partners. She even moved from Martha's Vineyard down to St. Pete so we could get closer and so we get the work done. And uh, for those of you who've been around us, she is massively key to everything that's been happening uh, with my personal brand and all the things that are coming to fruition with our community, the podcast. A lot of this wouldn't exist if it wasn't for her. So I want to welcome Megan LaRoque up to the hot seat here. In three, two, one. <laughs> Hello there. What's going on, my friend? Oops. Says that she left. Where'd she go? All right. We're going to deal with some uh, wisdom. still a new platform. We're going to see what hap what's happening here. Hmm. There she Try is. Again. <laughs> Try again. There we go. You got to deal with it when you're an early adopter, so it's all good. <laughs> early adopter. It's a good one. We'll keep That's that it. one. That's it. <laughs> Megan, do you want to share a little bit beyond what I shared so far? about who Megan is. <laughs> um, you are like the master edifier. So I feel like I should just say I'm a, a bit of a drifter and a stone kicker. I don't know how <laughs> to. Uh... <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I feel like I'm a sister to both you and Damien. I'm, I'm definitely a creative. If I were to describe myself in one word, I would say creative. Um, I just like to play with flowers and to, um, dance in the street and play my guitar and make things pretty and more beautiful and truly see a person. I like to do that. <laughs> I would say you're, you're rather good at that. <laughs> Just a big kid. Yeah. So this year has been, um, a, a big transition for you. So what have been uh, some of the gifts that you've gotten this year? Wow. Um, Gifts that I've received this year would be um, uh, being becoming debt-free. That's a huge gift. Huge. Yeah. Um, I would say a, a, a very large journey to a very new place in the transition from the vineyard to St. Pete, as you said. Um, the business that we're creating is like one of the most exciting and fulfilling businesses. Um, yeah, there's just so much newness this year that it's hard to, to name one thing. I, I'll, I'll lean into what uh, Tacey was saying with uh, everything. There's, there's just so many. Life is a gift. Life is a gift. Mm. What, uh, what do you think is the gift that you've given? Um, I like to think the gift that I give is truly seeing a person. Um, so if I'm thinking of like the brand spaces, um, truly seeing a person or, or seeking to, to know the version of themselves that they truly love and their, their inner working. So I would say that, that I know that that's like my gift and talent is, is um, recognizing a person, seeing the, the version of themselves that, that they truly are and, you know, 
are truly meant to embody. So I'd say like their inner rock star, you know, that that's my little lingo of like seeing a person's inner rock star and, and then helping to um, exemplify it and bring it out into the world for the rest of the, you know, the rest of the world to see. Mm. What is the uh, gift that you're hoping to receive, but have yet to receive? Um, <laughs> I'd love some automation, like full on automation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in full agreement. <laughs> because I, I think the gift for me, like when you were asking earlier in the episode uh, today, I was just thinking in answering that question, I think the gift for me would be literally walking down a beach, uh, kicking stones, dreaming up, um, ideas for clients and just being like a fairy, like a creative fairy that comes along and touches things and move things or, you know, it's like a, I don't use the word fluffer, but who walks around and sort of like make sure the flowers are in place and, uh, you know, make sure that the, the paintbrush is tilted a certain way, but all that within any business, especially a media company involves, uh, um, automation in a team and a system that, that allows that sort of creative freedom. So that is what I'm looking forward to in this new year. Did I just hear you compare yourself to a fluffer? <laughs> yes, I did say it, and I know I didn't <laughs> uh, Hilarious. Um, okay, so folks have talked a lot about family so far. Um, what do you think is the, uh, the, the greatest gift that, um, that you've seen happen with family this year? Um, well, today, this year in particular was an it was an interesting one for me because I'm not with my family this holiday season, which is new. Um, this year, I my family came together and just rallied behind me during a difficult time, which which brought us all closer together. We're definitely um, Irish. <laughs> we come together in a storm and and hold each other up. Um, interestingly enough, when we go through difficult things. Um, it's it's I think the re- one of the reasons we come together is just the the recognition and evaluation of the things that the things the specific coping mechanisms that we have there always seems to be like a it's like the hardworking uh, lesson that we learn and I I do think that in the difficult times in my family um, I, I always find myself closer to them than ever so I would say that I have regular conversations with my aunties and regular conversations with um, my cousins. And, and I think, you know, some, sometimes it takes difficult lessons to bring us closer together, but I would say that that's the gift, even though it's, it's sort of like a diamond in the rough, if that makes sense. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So my, my next question for you is what is the, uh, what is the biggest thing you learned about yourself this year? Um, I just have so much, you know, I'm 44. I'm actually turning 45 next week. Cray, cray. Um, but, <laughs> um, that I so just, <laughs> there's, there's always so much to learn, right? The moment that we get comfortable and the moment we think that, that we're done learning, uh, is actually, I think the start of a new adventure because there's just so much to learn always. And I feel like every, every, uh, every time, every day there's something more for me to learn. And so I think it's this year specifically, it was just um, a reawakening to that, that the necessity to look at the things that are right in front of our face and ask ourselves, you know, is this, 
is this growth or is this comfort? Mm. Can you have both? I think so. I'd like to think so. But I know that I need to do a lot of my own. Like the biggest lesson for me is that I, I have to do a lot of my own work first on myself um, so that I can, you know, be a better version of myself for those around me. Mm. So I have been privileged to hear your music. And my question to you is, are you going to give the world the gift of your music in 2022? I think so. Maybe I started playing again, which is, which is good. <laughs> The, the chops are up and the guitar is in the living room, which is a big change. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the case anymore. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. See. For those of you who don't know, uh, Megan, uh, I mean, she's legit. She's, uh, she's, she's definitely let us sample her talents. And uh, she's not only uh, an incredible singer, but she's able to write some beautiful, beautiful lyrics too, uh, which I really want more people to hear. Um, I think that'd be phenomenal. Now, what is the gift um, that Megan wants? Like, what would you love to receive? Um, it could be practical, it can be big, it can be whatever. What, what, would, what did Megan want? Honestly, I mean, I've talked about this in the way of relationships too. <laughs> um, I just, I, I think it would be amazing to just like not have to be in charge of everything all the time. <laughs> like, I don't know, the idea of just like, like I said, of like walking on a beach and letting and, and things being taken care of it, you know, even I think I've just been like such a hardworking person my whole life. Like I just in that. And, and, and to be honest, Chris, I think this question is it, when I've been listening to it being asked and everyone's answer, it's 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 interesting to think about the fact that it, the, the very choice is ours. Right. So like, how can I find a way in my life to to delegate, which is one of the lessons that I've learned so that I can actually enjoy walking, not walking on the beach carefree because, uh, most of my life has been like a series of workaholism. So I am looking forward to building foundations that allow myself to just have some, some free time and space to literally create and be a visionary. Mm. That's the dream. It is. We're building it. Yeah. What do you see for the future? Like, what is that vision that you see over the next year? Um, I, I see, you know, a continuation of what we've already started um, within the community that we've, we've built. I see it growing right now. I actually see the, um, it's like, it's like when a tree first starts growing up, like coming out from the ground, which is really exciting. And I look forward to seeing that tree grow in the intentional collective and within your brand. And then I also look forward to, you know, continuing to build out the team that we've started to build for the intentional media group uh, so that, you know, it's, it's fully serve it's fully serviced and, and at the place where it's fully serviceable, if that's a way of putting it. Um, yeah, it's exciting. We're, we're, it's, we're at very exciting stages within the businesses that we're a part of, which makes me very happy. Yeah, I think um, I think it's it's hard to see sometimes when uh, when things are moving, right? They call it like deceptive growth. I heard Peter Demonis talk about this this deceptive growth that um, it may not be physically obvious or or very obvious at all, but there's some major things happening. Um, what do you think is the greatest gift that we gave this year as a collective team? Voice to many. I think the the rooms that 
that we held. Um, and one of the things that you do so well, Chris, is you really do hold a space for people um, to come forward and let their hearts sing. And I think that holding that space and allowing people to, um, you know, begin the process or continue the process of unfolding and growing into, you know, the truest version of themselves, like seeing that happen in room after room after room. Um, it, it felt like a true act of service and love to watch people um, grow, unfold, fall apart and come back together again repeatedly like that. That to me, actually, I know Crystal's in the audience, but um, Crystal, I was uh, uh, talking to Chris earlier, just saying there was a moment that you and I shared uh, during the time that we created the uh, live avatars where you said one thing to me about um, beauty that brought me to tears. And it was a moment that, that made me know that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And um, I just want to say thank you for that, Crystal. I know you know what I'm talking about, but to, to, to truly feel seen and heard while you're also truly seeing and hearing someone else. For context, can you kind of share what that process was and, and the experience of it? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, you know, Chris and I had this truly collaborative moment where, where Chris, um, you know, you've talked about uh, the live movement, but um, we created an avatar with, with depth, <laughs> which, I, which I don't want to, I think we could go into that. Um, I don't want to, I feel like, Chris, you could probably explain it better than I could. Uh, but, but essentially, we had a campaign, a 30 Days of Intention campaign, and we created avatars for our community. And we created custom avatars so each individual person would send in their image and we would build them into the art, into the, um, into the avatar, which was a really, really beautiful, immersive brand experience for me to, to, to sort of look at a person and to see their inner beauty. And, and this, the avatars that we built, which, as you can see in Chris's avatar, uh, looked very similar to that. So in, in the contrast of the black and white and the letters, there's something about it that that really, when when you click through, brings out an inner inner part of the person. It, it sort of elevates them, and so it was almost like uh, creating a, a a sort of rock star brand experience for community um, that they may not have otherwise experienced. So it you know as a creator, it gives me the experience of being able to you know, play with the image. Um, so in, in this specific case, I'm talking about Crystal, to, to look at the image of her and then to work within um, this avatar and to, to really see her inner beauty and to pull it forward into the art. Um, and so, you know, she sent me a personal message just saying, you know, that it brought her to tears and that she'd never seen herself in that way. And and for me, like my favorite thing in the world in the world is to see a person, to see their beauty and to bring it out. And so just that experience of her telling me that um, it just, it spoke to the, the part of me that is in full service to the people that I, you know, seek to elevate and pull out their beauty. I love it. And yeah, that was um, a pretty beautiful and special moment. Now, you know, folks have these avatars they can use anytime they go into clubhouse. And um, it was just really, really interesting to see an idea come to fruition through the graphic design. And then also just an idea that spread like wildfire. So it was really beautiful. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So we um, we're getting ready to wrap up um, as we go, and I know that um, you know we're 
we have this special episode that uh, that you encouraged. It was Megan's idea that I do an episode like this live, um, other than just releasing some of the episodes that we filmed and recorded. Um, so I've really enjoyed this co-creative process. But um, what do you see um, as the impact of the connection point itself, the podcast that we're building, and the direction it's taking? Um, I mean, I think that you are you are uh i mean even in this in this uh moment that we're having right now and the the moment that everybody has with you you are just a um an exceptionally talented interviewer and you have the same gift that i was just talking about with the graphic and the brand in in the way that you communicate with people and the way that you bring out their their um inner story um the connection point and the arc of the story and the brand is is crucial for any business owner. So I always love thinking about the fact, and one of the things I was drawn to you and the reason why I wanted to work with you is that you bring uh, the human into brand and business. And so I'm really interested to see how you continue to, um, you know, challenge the listener um, and as well as the people that you bring on to the podcast to... Uh, uh, you know, keep it human and keep it real. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> there's so much happening behind the scenes that I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> well, you, well, I just I just wrote that down. Keep it human is actually going to be a tagline somewhere. Nice. That was good. That's going to be a t-shirt, hoodies, mugs. Relationship, relationship, yeah. connection. Uh, all of that is the secret to to business. It's it's not as difficult as people make it out to be. You know, it's like be human and connect with a human on the other side of the screen, or the other side of the t- the telephone, or however you're communicating with them. Um, you know, human to human, and then it, it's it's it is truly truly an act of service when you are um, actually listening to people when they speak to you. Hundred percent. We uh, we went a little over. I know we uh, our timer is a little jacked up right now, but we're going with guests for fifteen minutes. We have uh, still an incredible cast of people coming up. Uh, Megan, what's the best way for people to reach you aside from here on Wisdom? If you want to tell people who you are in Wisdom, your tag, and then also the best place to reach you outside of here. Yeah. So um, my name uh, Megan Laroque. M e g h a n l a r o q u e. That's that's my handle everywhere. It's my website. That's uh, I've been doing this thing for a little while, so if that if that goes into Google, you'll find me. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks so much, Megan. I appreciate you being here. Talk to you soon. All right, y'all. Let's see. Amazing. Um, this has been great so far. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in here on Wisdom, this is a live recording for our podcast, The Connection Point, which launched. Um, it's been, it's going to be our seventh episode, but we've been working behind the scenes on this for quite a while. Um, we decided instead of just releasing, you know, just our serialized, uh, episodes that we do something special, come to wisdom cause we love social audio and bring some, uh, some of our favorite people, uh, into the hot seat for just a couple questions. You know, it's the holiday season. We're talking about gifts. We've heard from Tacey so far who talked about the gift of family and about growth and transformation, even, you know, turning 60, she is feeling like she's 18 and, and just now getting to a place where she is starting to see life differently. Uh, we also heard from Damien, my good brother Damien, who was just here talking about the gift of, um, you know, what social audio has brought him, um, his ability to connect with others, to actively listen. He also shared uh, what he really wants is to be able to spend time with his wife. You know, he's got a beautiful family. 
Uh, he's been with his wife for 14 and a half years, uh, which is really, really beautiful. And then, of course, we just heard from my business partner and one of my best friends, Megan LaRoque, uh, who just really talked about the gift of, of what it means for people to be seen through brands and uh, what she's super, super passionate about. So I did have another guest lined up for this slot, which is totally cool. Uh, there might be some wires crossed, so I'm going to call an audible real quick. And I'm going to bring in um, somebody who I've actually met and connected with here on Wisdom First, but she has been uh, a part of different communities um, that I've connected with through Clubhouse. And uh, her name's Jacqueline. Um, she is all about uh, giving. So she owns a nonprofit, I believe it's a nonprofit called 365 Give or 365 Give. She is a top TEDx speaker um, and creating a happy, healthier world together. And I would love to bring her in here. Again, the timer's all jacked up. I, I set it for an hour for whatever reason. If you listen to the podcast, it makes no difference. But uh, on Wisdom, you get a chance to set the timer. And um, I set it for an hour by accident. So whatever. We'll see what happens. Let's go ahead and bring Jacqueline up. Three, two, one. Well, my friend, how are you? I am so good. I'm so happy you're back. You have been missed. Where did I go? What happens? <laughs> I don't know. I, do? I, just, I just feel like you haven't been here on this platform for a little while. Oh, oh on I wisdom. Wanted, okay. On wisdom. And just wanted to let you know it's noticed and, you know, you have conversations that make us all stop and listen. So I just wanted to let you know we were appreciated and you were missed. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're it's so been, uh, as Megan was saying, there's been so much going on behind the scenes. Um, mm. We've been like ducks on a pond. <laughs> just no, so you, you know, the lesson, everywhere. The, the lesson learned is, um, you know, add uh, five times what you think that the length of time will take for things to, to come to fruition. Sometimes we have a big team. So, but my friends, tell us a little bit about um, your, uh, your business or your nonprofit 365 mm -hmm. or 365 give, because it sounds like it's right in line with this. You know what? I was so excited to hear about your title yesterday because it is. And so 365 Give um, was actually a parenting project I started with my son when he was three years old. Um, and just a simple kind of mission uh, as a parent. And I wanted to teach my kids to be kind, compassionate, loving little human beings. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, you know, i got to practice what I preach. And so we ended up doing one thing to give back to the world every day for 365 days. We could give to animals, people, or the planet, and it had to be so simple, a three-year-old. And really, it started as a personal parenting project. I had created a blog just to share our stories with the simple hope that if we inspire just one other person to give, then we had kind of done our job. And today, it's a global giving movement. We've created an educational program that's been implemented in over 400 schools globally. Um, we we've discovered that people thought giving had to be complicated and it had to mean money and it had to mean something that was not possible. And I think that what my son and I were able to do without intentionally doing it was making giving possible for everybody because it, we made it that simple. It was so simple. A three-year-old can do it. It's our pre premise today. And we just keep moving forward in the world because I believe that we can all be part of the change that we want. Mm. There we go. So, it's that simple. <laughs> no, no big deal. NBD. No big always. deal. <laughs> uh, but it is it, a charitable organization. It is not my business. It's my 
it's my life purpose is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's clear to me guys, as as everybody's listening here that, um, I don't surround myself with ambitious people at all. Um, just kidding. I just wanted to change the world. It's not a big deal. Yeah, no big deal. (laughs) No big deal in this one. (laughs) So, so what is the greatest gift that this, um, organization has given you as a founder? It's, it's been everything for me. It was never what I expected. I have learned more about myself. I've learned about what happiness is, but most of all, I've learned what love is. Mm. I truly believe that giving is love in action. I've told you this before, but when you open up that part of yourself, when you give so freely from your heart, it changes the way you look at the world, changes the way you view the world. Um, a friend of mine recently said to me, happens to be somebody you know, and he said, Jacqueline, you know, life isn't just a romance novel. And it was interesting because I stood back and I thought about it for a couple of days. And then I went back and I said, you know what? I see the world through the eyes of love. And I'm just going to keep doing that for the rest of my life because I really like the way I look at the world. And if I can bring some of that to everyone I touch, then it's been a good life. Mm, I love that. It's really beautiful. What says a romance uh, novel. <laughs> I know. It's like a romance novel with life. I like it. That's the way it's always got to be. What's, um, what has social audio done for you? You know, in terms of being on these apps like Clubhouse and Wisdom, uh, what has it done for your business and what has it done? For, well, I mean, your organization and your awareness. You know, the biggest I've learned. So I think we all have learned so many lessons being on social this year. I, you know, my claim to fame has always been my TEDx talk because it's had so many views. And I thought that I was a good speaker. It was somewhere I felt really confident. But I learned something so different about speaking this year. I learned that through audio, you can, you can share the energy of love with others. You can open your heart so wide because we're translating audio, which is just energy. And you can put so much heart into that for others that it has changed how I look at myself most importantly and it's changed my knowing of the powerful effect I can have on others when I'm aligned with who I truly am and who I truly believe I am and it's given me the ability to show up exactly as my true self. Mm. I don't, I don't hide behind anything anymore. I, I show up with my, my, my good parts and my not so good parts, but most of all, I still show up in love. I go back to it every time I show up in service and in love for others. Every time I share audio space. Has that always been reciprocated back to you? I never, sometimes it is, but I don't, I don't, I don't even think about it. I I don't do it for any exchange. 
Mm. I do it because doing it fills me up. I don't do it for an exchange at all. And then when the magic happens and you get an exchange, it's remarkable. But I don't do it for any other reason. But to me, you know, the gift is time. All of us give so much time in the spaces that we share and hold together. And time is a very valuable commodity as a human being. So I go into every space with the simple hope that I am holding a space of love and I'm coming from that place of love in my voice so that others feel it. And in some way, their heart is changed after we've had a conversation together. Mm. Let me ask this question. What is the greatest struggle and lesson you've learned building your organization? So many, so many. I think it's it's important for people to hear uh, that. Absolutely. Running a not-for-profit organization is hard. It's hard work. For me, mostly, it's been my own fear not believing my in my own ability, doubting the skills that I don't have, and asking for help. There's so many parts of running a charity that I don't like, honestly, and I wish somebody else would do. And so many times I've almost shut it down because of it. But I know that every time I can get past whatever it is I don't like, I get to touch another person. And the work that I do inspires others to touch other people. And if I gave up on that, to me, I'd be giving up on my belief in the human ability to love and to give love freely to others. And I can't do that in this lifetime. No matter how hard I struggle sometimes, I can't give up on that. I mean, you could. Oh, absolutely. I could. But I (laughs) many times, many times, trust me, I've said I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And then I walk away for a few days. And then I come back and I say, but I'm not even close. Not even close to done. I'm never going to be done. Because I'm never going to change the whole world. But I know I'm so clear on my purpose. Every time I walk away, it calls me back. It calls me back. Literally, the phone will ring and it's calling me back from somebody on the other side of the planet that has said, you just changed the way I look and I interact with the world around me. And it pulls me back. It calls me and it calls me and it calls me. So I know. I listen. They're just the little whispers that says, you're not done. You're not done. Not even close. Yeah. What's, um, what is the gift that COVID has given you, this pandemic? Mm. You're in Canada. Lockdown has been horrendous in Canada. What has it been like for you, and what's the gift that you've received? Nobody's going to believe this answer, but it's given me happiness. COVID made me sit down with myself and ask that big question. What makes me happy? Forget my children, forget my husband, forget everybody around me, even my dog. What makes me happy? <laughs> And even the dog, damn. Even the dog, damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even the dog. Well, they all pull at you, right? They all take a piece of you and a piece of your time. And I never made that time for me. Yeah. And so COVID made me sit down and go, what makes you happy, Jack? And I, I couldn't answer that question. And so I had to dig deep and I had to spend the time and I had to make a lot of lists and I had to 
sit with myself by myself. I took six days that first summer and I sent my husband and kids away camping because you were allowed to. (laughs) And it was the first time I had taken any time for myself in a decade. And I sat by myself. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't have lunch with anybody. I didn't see any friends, nothing. I sat with myself for six days and it was my favorite place to be. I discovered was just being with me and it changed everything for me. So COVID was, has been my life's great, one of my life's, one of them, one of my life's greatest gifts to get to know myself and how much I love just being with me. Powerful answer, my friends. It's a powerful answer. Not everybody can do it. I know. And I understand. And I understand. But now I can't wait to do it every year. It's like, oh, my God, once a year I get six days. <laughs> it's like I have it. It's like marked on the calendar already. It's like I can't, I can't wait. to. Have, I love having time just with myself. Yeah. And it's, it's good. I encourage everyone to figure out how you can do that. It's a scary thing, but my next question for you as you begin to draw it to, uh, to a close mm-hmm. is... I'm watching the time. we got two and a half minutes. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> what, is the, uh, what is the greatest gift you believe you're going to bring to the world in 2022? Me. Me, but differently. My clear goal this year for myself is making sure that my soul is aligned with my personality in every single area of my life and that that never changes. I started doing it a lot this year, but I still have a little more to do and I need to be so clear on that for me because I love that person and I know when I am that person fully all of the time from the inside out that that's the greatest gift I can give to everyone around me. People I live with, my children, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's got to get some love to him. Dog needs some damn love. Yep. And, and so that's it for me. I just, I want it all to line up mind, body, soul, everything. Mm. That's, that's my goal this year to be completely aligned. Feel it. I love it. Jacqueline, how do people get a hold of you? Where's the best place for them to go? Tell us more about where that is. Yeah, you can reach me. I hide behind my charitable organization. (laughs) So you you can search 365 Give. You will find me on LinkedIn. I have a personal handle, Jacqueline Way, W-A-Y. And also on Clubhouse, I have a personal handle, but just search 365 Give and you will find me anywhere all over the world under that handle. All around the world. Of course, we'll link all the details in the episode notes when the podcast goes live on Wednesday. And my friend, thank you so much for popping up with uh, short notice. Such a gift. And thank you for all you do for the world as well. We feel it. And I'm so excited for you both this year. It's going to be an amazing year for you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah, just a guy with a drink in my hand and a microphone in front of me. So I'm living the dream. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see I you, I will friend. see you soon. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. What a diverse group of folks we've talked to so far. All over the place. Another 
individual doing some some major things for the world and giving, you know, and, and I've talked a lot about this in previous episodes of the podcast, The Connection Point. I know if you're listening on Wisdom, you're kind of like, what's going on? Uh, it's just a live recording. We're going to be releasing this on Wednesday. Um, and we have four more guests um, lined up that um, that I uh, asked to bring to, uh, to our, our stages here. Um, and we're going to keep it moving. The next guest that we have, um, we had spent time together on uh, Clubhouse, but we didn't really get a chance to get to know each other. I think wisdom really opened the door for us to spend some time getting to know one another. And I couldn't think of a, a better person to come join us. Um, her name is Dimple Dang. She's an online marketing expert. I've always loved her tag on Instagram. She wears stilettos, but she is um, a marketing expert. That's what she's known as here on Wisdom. She works in the legal space and, and along with many others, but she has a podcast called Mesmerizing Marketing, which I always, always love as somebody who's interested in seductive marketing um, and all the principles in marketing itself, but a legal marketing expert. But um, far more than that, we've had some really interesting conversations here, and I'm excited to bring her up to the hot seat. So we're going to bring Dimple up here as she's joining us. As always, in three, two, one, blast off. Hey there, Chris. Nice to see you. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Uh, it's like, again, the duck thing, trying to do stuff up front and then have stuff going on in the background a little bit. But it's been, uh, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. You are doing a good job of juggling this. It is not easy to throw something like this together within a couple of days notice and i think you have done it as flawlessly as possible <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome i think megan and i talked about this like on uh, on saturday maybe and then i was like cool let's find some people <laughs> let's round them up let's go i think so it's a great. great episode like gearing up for the holidays i think so too and uh, megan will be glad to hear that because she said you know you got to talk about what's going on in the world and i was like i don't know She's like, do something that's connected to the season. I was like, okay, we'll do something like that. <laughs> well, this is perfect. Yeah, this is great. So how about for you? I mean, right off the top, like what is, uh, what's the greatest gift that you've received this year? I mean, I would have to say that it was, you know, social audio. It was Clubhouse and then Wisdom. And it's truly been a blessing to meet the people that I've met you know, from, from Clubhouse, from all over the world. I have friends that are in the UK. I have friends that are in Canada. Um, you know, I have clients that have turned into really good friends. I have, um, you know, people from all over the world. They've been on my podcast. And, and it's just these relationships. And a lot of these people, Chris, I've never met them in real life, ever. No. And even if I would have gone to like 10 conferences, I would have never met some of these people. So for me, I think that's just a gift. You know, it's, it's a blessing to have met these people and gotten to know them on such a deep level and become friends with them. So that's a really interesting concept. And, and people might be listening to this and saying, I have no idea what this whole entire thing is. Can you sum up as, as somebody who's an expert in marketing what social audio is and kind of how it works? Sure, absolutely. So social audio is the hottest thing right now. It's basically where you can download an app and you can jump and you can create a profile. You jump into a room and you can listen to people having conversations about a specific topic. And if you choose to join the conversation, you can join the conversation by raising your hand and going up to the stage and how the stage you know, is configured is going to be different from one platform to the next. 
But social audio has really taken over the world. And quite frankly, I think it came at the time when we needed it the most. Mm. It was super fascinating, right? And so do you think somebody has to have like a background in public speaking in order to have success in, in social audio? No, I don't think that. And I think that, you know, people need to stop trying to always be so perfect. I think perfectionism is one of the things next to imposter syndrome that really holds people back from their greatness, right? So I think that you don't have to be perfect, but you have to be brave enough to take that step and just raise your hand or just start your room and start your talk. And I think it's that as you practice, as you speak more in front of people or you speak on stage, you're going to become good at it. That's what happens as part of the process. You don't need to be perfect to begin. You need to be even horrible to begin. And then as you go through the process, you're going to get better and better. And one day you're going to say, wow, I'm really good at this. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, what do you think is the greatest gift that you've given to social audio this year? Well, you know, I would say that um, launching my first podcast this year, um, which is Mesmerizing Marketing, but now I have three podcasts and actually by the before the end of this week, I'm going to have four. So wow. I just love podcasting. I can't tell you how much it makes me really happy and it doesn't feel like work. You know, for me, it's fun. And I'm not saying it's not work. It is a lot of work. I mean, Chris, you know that. But my point is, it's just something that I think I've wanted to do for so many years. And life got in the way, it got put on hold. And now that I have the time and the ability to do it, like, I'm ready to go full force and and do it. And And one of the reasons why I believe in it so much is that I believe everyone has a voice to share. Everyone has a message to share. And I want to inspire so many people to share their message with the world. And their message does not have to be perfect, but it just needs to get out there because there's other people on the other end that need to hear that message. Amen. And that's a, that's a great question. As an expert like yourself, like what would you say is the first step for somebody who's listening who says, I, I want to do that. 2022 is the year I'm going to do this. Like, what, what would be the first step in getting ready for a podcast, you think? I think the first step is making that commitment to yourself that you're going to do that and put a deadline on it and write it down on paper, write it down in your journal, put it in your calendar. I think the first step to getting something done is you being able to commit that you're going to do it. And once you commit, everything else is going to fall into place. Like you will find people to help you. I mean, I'm, I'm a podcast coach too. I host podcast masterclasses. I help people launch their show. But the first step is they have to decide, right? If they don't decide, I can't help them. You can't help them. No one can help them. They have to make that decision that they're going to do this scared and all. It's okay to be scared. In fact, when you're scared, that is when you know, like if there's something that you've always wanted to do, but you're scared and you know it's something that would be for the good, 
I say do it anyway. Do it scared because when you go through that process of doing something when you're scared, it's going to elevate you to higher levels that you've never been able to go to before. Because when you do something when you're scared and you do that one time, the second time, the third time, it's so much easier. Totally. I totally agree with that 100%. It's the decision. And um, my question for you is what is the hardest decision you've had to make this year? Well, I mean, I would say the hardest decision has been saying no, right? I feel like I've always said yes to everything and everything people ask, like, can you moderate a room? Yes, yes, yes. Can you do this? Yes, 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 right? So I've said yes to so many things. And then I had this epiphany and I realized that I'm sorry, but I can no longer say yes to everything because every time I say yes to everything else, especially things that don't align with my personal goals and my business goals, I am saying no to myself because there's only 24 hours in a day. And if I'm so busy saying yes to everybody else and everything else for the fear of saying no, that leaves me no time for myself. So I've realized that it is absolutely okay to say no. I even got a shirt (laughs) that says, I'm busy. I'm busy. I can't. (laughs) Such a good reminder. Yeah, we talked about that a ton, right? The two biggest challenges in social audio. um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, I believe, are uh, time and monetization. And it's really hard, right? Because social audio differs in podcasting in that you're live. And people love the the serendipity. They like to hear kind of like what's happening. And so it's kind of like, you know, like you said, if, if it's not polished, the better. Obviously, you don't want to be incoherent and not be able to um, to, to command a presence, but uh, people are a lot more forgiving. And, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that with social audio? We spent so much time in different spaces. What do you think is going to change for you going into 2022 and how you use social audio? I think that in 2022, everything is going to be very strategic. You know, everything that I do, there's going to be a reason behind doing that. And I'm not just going to do it because... I think I'm supposed to do it or someone asked me to do it. It's more so does it align with the, does this align with the bigger vision of what I'm trying to build and what I'm trying to create? And if the answer is yes, then the answer will be yes. And if the answer is no, the answer is going to be no. I think it's about social audio. You really have to think about your strategy for it because if you don't, social audio can be very addictive. It can be very time consuming And it can really just, you know, be a time suck. And I think that it's important to really be intentional with your time. And in order to be intentional, you have to have a strategy and you have to know what direction that you're going to go in. And if you don't get clarity on that, you're just going to be going through the like navigating for social audio and you're going to be wasting your time. And I think that time is really valuable. You can't get the time back. And mm. I, I think that's so smart, right? And that's that's a big one. Yeah, whatever you say yes to, you say no to, and then vice versa. And um, my question, next one is more personal, and that is, what is the gift that Dimple would love to receive? Like, if there was anything that you could receive right now, what is that one gift? Honestly, I just want the pandemic to end, and I want to go back to life the way it was before, like normal life where we could just hug people. And we didn't have to think twice about it, where we could just do the things that were normal 
because I really, 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 really miss that life. And, um, and sometimes this life, it just with the pandemic life, it can get exhausting, you know, and I think it's like, is life ever going to be normal? And if that's what I could wish for, that's what I would want. Yeah. What would you, what would you uh, do first if everything went back to normal tomorrow? It's the first thing you do. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, it's, that's, that's tough. Cause there's like, so, I, I mean, I think it w- I would just probably, you know, go travel and, and not like travel, but travel like without the fear of anything, you know, travel without worrying about, oh my gosh, like someone's in the elevator with me, you know, like those things, like I would travel, but I would be able to do it with no fear. Yeah, you talked about an elevator thing before, didn't you, with me? We did have some. There's <laughs> <laughs> something you're talking about elevators with me before. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a but flashback that, for a second. That was like about flirting with people. So that was a whole. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which can be a gift for others, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I know. I would probably. Okay. So, okay. So, if the pandemic was over, I would probably go find the man of my dreams. I don't know where he is, but I would probably go look for him at that point. I think that's what I would do. <laughs> Cause right now I don't want to go through the, have you been vaccinated? Have you not? And, and just, it's like, I, I don't have the time and energy for it. Okay. I've got to launch my podcast, but if life was normal, I would just go find one in real life. You know, I don't want to <laughs> do the online dating thing anymore. I just want to see someone be like, I want you and I'm going to go after you. There you go. But hold on. Your, your podcast, you have like five podcasts, like 20, right? <laughs> it's like four podcasts. <laughs> I I mean, I have like three right now. Another four one, fourth one is coming out this week. And then by February, yeah, there's going to be five. That's incredible. I, I dig it. I think, you know, a lot of people get into that point where they're, um, you know, trying to figure it out. And I'm like, listen, I've, I've got different ideas. I got a friend of mine that we want to do one. It's just me and him is one of my best friends and it's very cheeky and it's kind of like a controversial kind of topic, a little innuendo. Um, there's more that's more spiritually based. And I, and I think, and I would love your thoughts as we kind of wrap up. I mean, so many folks are so focused on the one thing, which I agree with until you get, until you get it right, get one thing going. But as you get smarter and more strategic, your brand begins to open up. You can do a lot of different things. What are your thoughts on that? No, absolutely. I think that you have to do one thing really well. So I I wouldn't say go launch everything all at once, right? Like when I launched the second one, the first one, I already built it up, right? It it was already smooth sailing. And so it, it has to be done systematically. But I do agree with you that you can't talk about everything on one podcast because podcasts are meant to be niche. And I think they're meant to be niche because you're going to attract a certain type of audience and that audience is going to be attracted to your message and, you know, what you're talking about, the subject matter. And that's the other reason why I have multiple podcasts. Like I wanted to do something fun. So like I have a business podcast, as you know, like mesmerizing marketing, but I wanted to do something fun. So I launched a podcast on, for Sex in the City fans on the new series on HBO Max called And Just Like That Fans. So I launched that and it's fun and it's really getting, you know, a lot of people are finding it and downloading it and it's just fun. And I wanted something fun, right? I don't yeah. want to always just talk about business and um, 
that's the thing. Sometimes you want to have these conversations like your show. I love these conversations. So like next year, I'm probably going to launch. I'm not probably I'm going to launch something like that, too, that I already have been thinking about this year. But timing is everything, right? Like if you were to ask me, would would I launch it like in January or February? I'd be like, no, because I have to feel like I'm ready to step into that zone. And it's a whole different energy. It's a whole different vibe. You know, it's a whole different, are you ready to like go there? Because once you go there, there's no turning back. Totally. I agree with you. And hell yeah, I'm, uh, I'm down for that. I mean, I, I think that there's just too, too little life, you know, to, um, to, to not get after it and to do some stuff. And I love what you said, right? There's a point in time where musicians, creatives, um, we, we want to create stuff for ourselves. And I think that, and I, I want to prove this hypothesis over time. So I am, I am doing like some undercover research on this. I think people love it when people are doing something that they really, really love and are passionate about. And I think it also supersedes some of the marketing principles. I think people just resonate to it. They're attracted to it. When people are, when people are happy and enjoy themselves, it's like when we're watching the voice or, um, America's got talents. I mean, it's a golden buzzer. We didn't expect. We just fucking eat it up. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it just shows through, like it shows through in your voice, right? People can tell if you're excited about something, people can tell if you're just going through the motions. And, and that's something that people can pick up. And you may not be on camera, but people can tell from your voice, if you're excited. Mm. I love it. All right, my friends, we are we're wrapping up. So where can folks find you? um, If they want to connect with you? So on Clubhouse, my handle is Marketing Expert. I believe on Wisdom, it is the same. And then um, you can connect with me on Instagram. That is where I usually spend, you know, most of my time in terms of social media platforms. My handle there is She Wears Stilettos. And then you can also go to my main podcast website, which is called MesmerizingMarketingPodcast.com. And you can get more information on how to get a hold of me there as well. Dig it. Make sure you're connected with Dimple. Um, I'm super thankful that we connected on Wisdom and got a chance to talk here and to get to know each other. This was a, a great conversation. It's one of my favorites. And um, I hope you have a great night. Thank you so much for, for jumping in like in 24 hours notice. Oh, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure, and I can't wait for the episode. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Good night. Good night. All right, y'all. We, uh, we're going to keep the train moving here. Let's see. We have um, we have a few more guests here. We actually have three more guests for the evening, so definitely stay tuned. Um, again, if you're just joining us here on Wisdom, we are uh, live recording. Uh, my partner Megan said, "Let's do something a little bit unusual." Uh, so we interrupted um, our our release schedule for the podcast. The, the connection point, which you can find at iamchrystalaney.com. That podcast is all about finding the connection point of making, uh, of actually creating connection, like human connection within your brand, your life, and your businesses. It's very practical. I want to put something out there that we can really help people take steps to really understand themselves and bring it into their business, their lives, and their brands. We're going to be launching a series beyond the holidays, um, all about helping folks in the great resignation. I really want to support people with the strategy. I left the corporate world in 2016. Since then, it's not been easy, but I have been uh, blessed to be able to really create um, a life that I love, businesses that I absolutely adore, and relationships that have just absolutely changed my life. So I want to share with people what I've done and uh, to bring some of the stuff I've done with clients out into the world in a much more scalable way. So go check out the Connection Point. Let's get connected on Clubhouse, on Wisdom, 
everything that I do is at IamChrisDelaney.com or IamChrisDelaney, I should say. Um, and of course, all the people that I invite to stages and spaces and the social audio places are people that I've spent time with. Everyone that I ever put in front of folks are people that I love, who have the integrity, are people that I know are leading from a place of, of true expertise and experience. So if you enjoy that, let's make sure we stay connected. But the next person I'm going to bring up is very special to us. She has been a, um, I would say, uh, a very early adopter of our community, somebody who has been there. She has done the work. I'm going to let her explain it for herself. Um, but Crystal is no stranger to podcasting. Um, she's been podcasting for well over five, six years. Um, Chasing Happiness is her company. Um, she's also connected to us in our community as well. Um, she operates as our community manager. Um, and she is just somebody I, I really respect and admire for putting the work in on herself, her businesses, and everything that she does in life. She's a believer that everyone has a story worth telling. And when asked, is your cup half empty or half full? My response is always, I'm simply grateful to have a cup. So I'm going to bring Crystal up here. We're going to keep it going here. And I want to thank everybody here. So far today, we've had 147 people listening into the conversation. Really enjoying it. What is going on, Crystal? How are you? Can you hear me? Can hear you loud and clear, my friend. How are you? Okay, I am good. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. This thing is working out. <laughs> it's all working. Yes, thankfully. I had to create a new Wisdom account today because with it being a new app for people who are listening and are not sure, there are a few hiccups along the way, and I had to create a new account today, so I was not sure this was going to work, but I'm glad it did. You know, the way I describe it is like back in the day when you were a kid and you played Oregon Trail. And, um, you know, if you don't know Oregon Trail, maybe look it up. But you would basically be getting your supplies and everything. And it was like back in the 1800s, going out west to Oregon and the United States. And you'd probably die of dysentery. Um, but, um, you know, who knows? <laughs> you run out of supplies, <laughs> die of dysentery. Here on social audio, you might lose your account. Some things might happen. Who knows? <laughs> it's an adventure. <laughs> it is an adventure. And speaking of which, you've had quite an adventure this year. And so my question for you is, what is the greatest gift that you received this year? You know, it's hard because I've had a really big year. It's hard for me to pinpoint one thing. You know, you say, what's the biggest gift or what's the greatest gift? And the first thing that pops into my mind is cash. Cash is an adopted puppy that my brother and my sister-in-law adopted from Texas. I live here in Canada. They do as well. Um, and turns out he was a special needs puppy. And so I went and lived with them for like seven months this year to help them out. And he is the first thing that pops into my mind because he was just such a great reminder of what love really is and what it requires, patience and understanding and, you know, meeting someone where they are. And, you know, I know he's a dog, not a person, but he was just... He was the exact thing that I needed this year that I didn't know I needed. Mm. When you said cash, I thought you meant money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, somebody got some cash. This is great. Let's talk about that. This is fantastic. Money would be good. Money is always good. We can't live without that. Money could be good. Um, and speaking of which, um, you've been diligently working on the growth of Chasing Happiness. Can you kind of explain to everybody what Chasing Happiness is? so that we can better understand it. Sure. Chasing Happiness is officially a coaching business. However, it didn't start that way. Um, long story short, a handful of years ago, I woke up one morning 
completely miserable and realized I was not happy doing what I was doing. I literally had no drive to keep going and I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what it looked like. And so ultimately I sold 80% of everything I owned. I moved across the country to a totally different place and just started trying to find myself to figure out who I was and what I wanted out of life. And so Chasing Happiness was actually born out of the fact that I deleted every social media account that I had and started a blog so that my family knew I didn't die while I was on this journey. (laughs) And that's kind of how it started. Because with no social media, I didn't want my family thinking something had happened to me. So I thought, well, I'll just start this WordPress blog. And that's where it all kind of began. (laughs) That is one of my favorite stories of all time. I started my business and my blog so my family didn't know I died. Well, honestly, it's funny because people will ask me all the time, like, what do you mean you started with a blog? Well, I never set out intentionally to start a business. I just set out to figure out who the heck I was and what I wanted out of life. And in that process, I knew there was people I was leaving behind physically in spaces where they wouldn't be able to follow me because I was leaving social media behind as well. And that's not something people typically do these days. So I wanted to give them at least a little bit of a heartbeat so that they knew, you know, okay, well, even if we can't reach her by telephone, even if we can't, whatever, we know that she's okay because she updated the blog last Thursday or whatever. I I don't know why I didn't hear that. Did you tell that story before to us? I I have not exactly told that story. Um, I have explained that it started with a blog, but I've never exactly told that story before. I I think that's a great brand story, by the way. I would laugh my absolute ass off and be totally a fan of that. I moved across the country and started a blog because I didn't want my family to think that I died. (laughs) (laughs) I will work that into the bio. (laughs) (laughs) I think think Megan would agree. We've been working with Crystal on her business for the last three months, and I think that would be a perfect, perfect segue into a lot of things. But what was life like for Crystal before you decided to start Chasing Happiness? Oh, that's a big question. Um, do, do you want me to ask a smaller question? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Then you what's your, fa- you what's your favorite fast food? <laughs> oh, that's, that, that one's actually easy. Don't, I an, answer, don't that. answer that. Kosh is in the audience. Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she might not kill me because it's actually a pad thai soup thing. Um, so she might not kill me because it's loaded with vegetables, although it probably has way too much sodium. But anyway, um, <laughs> realistically, I... I would have fallen into the category of people who I work with now that you're just living. You're living every day, but you're not really living. You're not thriving. You're not enjoying it. You're just kind of existing in a space. And I'm not even sure if I was to be really critical of who I was back then, I'm not even sure that I was existing. I was the thing in the corner that looked for the dark space so no one could find me. Ooh. Ooh. It's like the uh, the chair in your in your house or in your bedroom where you put all your dirty clothes. Yes, yes, that is a great way to look at it. That's who I was before I started chasing happiness. Mm. Uh, see, I love that brand name because you literally—it's an action. I'm chasing happiness. That's so good. Hundred percent. You can and, fi- and, you can find me chasing happiness, chasinghappiness.com. <laughs> every day. This is the thing, and it's so. It's so interesting to me because I never set out to be specifically an entrepreneur with a business with this title. I literally set out just to figure out who I was on this planet. And 
every day I am reminded of why I'm chasing happiness, why it matters for everyone to be chasing happiness. And the fact that there is so much of this world where we believe we're chasing it because we're doing the things we're told to, but really that's a totally different concept than actually chasing your own individual happiness and peace. Mm. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) What has this journey been like this year? We've been connected for almost a year now. What has it been like for you? Like what has been the ups, the downs, what have been the experiences for those who have no idea how we got connected? What has this all been like for you? Well, this has been interesting because we actually met in February on Clubhouse. And it's hard to believe, one, that it hasn't even really been a year yet because my life has changed and evolved so much. But also, like, I'm Canadian, and I know you spoke to another Canadian earlier. Lockdowns here, especially at the beginning of COVID, excuse me, were really harsh. It was like nobody was leaving their house unless they had to go get groceries and Like, it was very isolating, and Clubhouse sort of gave me this outlet to be able to at least feel like I was still connected with some part of the world. And then suddenly, my whole world literally opened by going into your rooms. I got to communicate with people from all over the planet. I got to be really honest and pure about who I was and showing up in those spaces completely unapologetically because the spaces allowed for that, because the world was willing to see me as who I was in that moment without judgment. And I don't think that would have happened if not for this sort of social audio movement that has happened. Because realistically, we live in this world where there is a lot of judgment about how people look, how they show up, how they whatever. But when you're listening to someone speak, and most times, you know, especially on Clubhouse, it's not a picture of me that I have. It's a picture of something else. So you don't even get the visual of who I am or what I look like. You can't tell I'm, you know, the girl who now likes to stand out with my bright pink hair and whatever. You might walk into Clubhouse and I have a cat picture or I have, you know, a sunset or something but you're hearing how I'm speaking. You can tell by how I speak in a room, how I'm feeling and either how passionate I am or dispassionate I am or excited I am. And I think social audio sort of opened up this whole corridor for me in this really strange way, because I've been podcasting, as you said, for six years, I've been podcasting in podcasts where I just talk to myself and then send that out to the world. I interview people on my podcast, so I talk to other people. But this platform where you get to have this communication with other people sort of in real time is a very different experience. And it's hard for me to explain it to people who have never been a part of it or joined it. It's something you really have to try to experience it because you do feel the energy from it. And so that really changed my whole world because it gave me hope as we went through really bad lockdowns, as the world was sort of crumbling around me, as I was uprooting my life to help my brother. Like there was just all of these things that... I was not necessarily in control of, but I was able to work through with the help of all of the magical people who filled the spaces where you were. And most of those people I'm still connected with. You know, there's a group of of ladies from that group that we get together every couple of weeks and, you know, just chat and have coffee and whatever. And like, it's just, I, I cannot describe how much my life has changed 
because I have finally gotten to the place in part because of you and this community, I have gotten to the place where I can fully embrace who I am and show up unapologetically. Mm. It's beautiful. Has it been easy? God, no. (laughs) It's, you know what? I have, since I started the blog, Chasing Happiness, I've been looking for who I want to be in the world. And a lot of times, especially when you grow up sort of in the chaotic environment that I did, you show up in some spaces in a very different way because you know it's not safe to show up authentically as who you are. And so I've spent my whole life sort of doing this dance, and especially over the last six years, because there's been spaces where it didn't feel safe to show up authentically as who I was. And what I've learned in the last year especially is in order for us as human beings to feel whole, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable and show up in those spaces unapologetically as who we are. And if that makes someone else uncomfortable, that's not on us, that's on them. This process has been really uncomfortable. I've lost friends, I've lost family members, I've gained friends, I've gained what I would consider family members, but it really does take a lot of self-reflection, a lot of honesty with yourself. There are a lot of things that people could say about who I am that I could take really personally. I'm choosing not to because I want to be proud of how I show up for me every single day before I show up for anyone else. And that's, it's hard to get there. It's taken, realistically, it's taken me decades to get there. Everything that I've gone through in my life has led me to this path. But the last year, especially, the work has been really hard and really rewarding. Like, I cannot tell you how different I feel today than I did in February when we first met. So why do you think you lost some of those people in your life? Quite simply, they weren't meant for me. They were people who I attached myself to because I was looking for something in the wrong space. We had a great conversation last night on Clubhouse in regards to relationship. And, you know, we as human beings want to be connected to other people. We strive to be in sort of communal groups because, you know, that's part of our DNA. So we're often just looking for people to fill those voids because we're not necessarily willing to sit by ourselves. And one thing I've gotten really good at is sitting by myself with myself and being comfortable in that space. And not everybody is. Some people get offended by the fact that you don't want to go out with them. Some people get offended that, you know, three weeks later, they still haven't heard from you. That's okay. If you're okay with those people being who they are in the moment. And I think that's the biggest lesson. Like you got to meet people where they are and sometimes where they are is not where you want to be. And that's okay. They can fall away from your life. They'll come back later if they're meant to, but sometimes you just have to let people fall away. Mm. That is an incredibly powerful thought. If you're listening right now, that was uh, very well articulated and we're drawing to, uh, to a close. I know the timer is at an hour, but 50 minute slots were there. And um, my last question to you before we wrap up and before we talk about where people can find you, um, what is the gift that you want? to receive before the end of the year? 
honestly, it's funny because you've been asking this of everyone and I've been thinking about a whole bunch of different things. Selfishly, I've been thinking about like actual physical things, tangible things that I want. But if I'm being honest with myself and I'm saying in this moment, the thing that I really want is for the world to be okay with me showing up unapologetically because there is still a level of fear when you start to embrace who you are and you become comfortable with that, there's still a level of fear about how the world is going to react to that. And so I do still have a little bit of fear in some spaces. That's not going to stop me from showing up as who I am, but there is that fear. And so I, especially the spaces that I love and I value, I want as a gift, I would love for them to just embrace that. I would also love for me not to care. Mm. I, uh, I love the fact that people have said their answer to this last question and I want to go deeper on it, but we're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much to go through with that. That was such a good answer. Um, Crystal, what's the best way for people to reach you here on wisdom clubhouse, anywhere else that people can connect you. So the best place for people to reach me is chasinghappiness.ca in part because I can't seem to link my Instagram to this new wisdom account because it's still linked to the old one. Um, But I'm chasing happiness on Instagram as well. The website is chasinghappiness.ca and my email and my Facebook and everything is there. The podcast is there if people want to check it out. Um, And, you know, like I'm I'm here on Clubhouse. I'm I'm everywhere. But typically you'll find me under chasinghappiness.ca. Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a beautiful conversation to uh, to connect with you on. We'll go ahead and we will move uh, Crystal out here. Let's see. Beautiful. I uh, I had a guest in queue. I got to find her. The app's been glitchy. I've had to make an audible twice tonight because we had a, a list of guests. There she is. Perfect. Don't do anything. <laughs> Don't do anything. I um, have the distinct honor and pleasure of bringing somebody to the hot seat who has literally been the greatest gift I've received this year as a result of being on Clubhouse and um, hosting spaces and spending my time there. For those of you who don't know, I've spent well over 2,000 hours hosting rooms on Clubhouse. We've had rooms that have been as small as three to four and as large as you know 1,000 to 1,500 people. Um, I have been able to connect with people all around the world. We've had conversations that have ranged from the trivial to um, the deep, from business to spirituality, of everything in between. Um, but I had no idea that I would end up meeting uh, this next guest. Uh, we met in a room that I hosted that was called a cat room. And for those who don't know what a cat room is and you're paying attention, like, what the hell is that? Well, on Clubhouse, you have nothing but an avatar, which is like a still picture. I would host these private parties, not really private, more so like a, like a random event that would happen after these nine o'clock rooms during COVID where we'd play music and tell inappropriate jokes and just be human. Like just allow yourself to be a human being and having a good time. And this woman walks in, I imagine her walking in and just sits there. And, you know, obviously a beautiful woman because she's showing her work off. She is a bikini competitor. She is, um, a disciplined athlete. She's an eight-time um, uh, award-winning bikini athlete, which a lot of people think is amazing, but there's a lot that goes along with that, the discipline, the drive, um, the dedication to it, which is not always easy. Um, and so we started talking, and we started connecting, and, but I got to listen to her. I got to hear how she viewed the world. I got to hear her talk about some major things for me, 
Um, and I was actually getting ready to go from Tampa, Florida. And I sold most of my stuff because I was going out to Arizona. And we were seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunity with the community. We were building on Clubhouse to create content, do some events. And it just so happened she was in Orlando. And I'll let her kind of share a part of the story. But um, we met back in March. And we have literally been together um, for a small break, but pretty much the entire time. And when I say that um, when you know, you know, um, you'll understand. I'm going to bring Kasha up to the hot seat. It's her first time on Wisdom. And um, she's incredible. Best sense of humor of anybody I've ever known in my entire life. Um, If you go on Instagram, you'll find out she has a massive community, over 12,000 followers on Instagram. Um, She's also a killer in her career and what she does, but she has an incredible heart um, and a beautiful story about immigrating to the U.S. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Kasha up here, and we'll see what happens. (laughs) We saved the best for last. Oh, hello. Why, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm here. This is fantastic. Yeah. What do you think so far? Oh, my gosh. Now you sound like you're sitting closer to me. Right? Oh, wow. That's that's really amazing. (laughs) next to me. (laughs) No, we won't do that. Are you in the room? (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fine. People are going to hear us on the podcast. We got to be a little little PG on there. It's fine. We're going to be professional. Am I talking to you as a host or a partner? It's just the two of us. Yeah, we can talk in whatever we want. We just want to be as as open as we can. Now, I only I only told the first part of the story about you being in Orlando. <laughs> Do you want to tell the other part of the story about how we actually met? Uh, yes, the physically. Yeah, <laughs> the physically face to face. So this is my my side of the story. Is I'm sitting in my uh, room late in the evening and poured myself a glass of wine because it was a difficult day at work, and I thought, well, let me chill for a little bit by myself and my notification pops on my phone and it literally only lasts several seconds and i happen to look at my phone and i never ever go on clubhouse it was my first month when i downloaded and i think it was just the second notification i ever received and for some odd reason i had the strong calling to just click in and see what's what's up and i think it's because matt storm was there (laughs) we were connected (laughs) He was actually in the audience on this room for a little bit. I saw that earlier. So I curiously clicked on that um, notification without having a whole lot of expectation. And I ended up in this room full of people. And I had no idea um, about the community or who the hosts are and how does that work. So I decided to sit quiet and just observe and sink in. And and it just made me feel really good just listening to the conversation and people laughing. and. And then this this guy whose picture is the first one, your um, avatar at that point, I, f- I will forever have in my face or in my mind because that was my very, very favorite one. And I was extremely attracted to it. And then you started talking and I thought, wow, what an interesting young man. <laughs> but now <laughs> I am having, I'm having a glass of wine. So just, you know, I'm there for a good time, not a long time. So I'm enjoying the jokes, and then all of a sudden, I think you request everyone to change avatars to cats. And at first, I don't really know how to change it. I don't have any pictures of cats. And you sent me a couple of your own pictures, and I thought that was incredibly kind (laughs) that you shared your own Mm -hmm. cats, so I didn't have to do a lot of research. (laughs) 
and so I changed them to to yours. And since then, that moment made me feel extremely connected. And for some reason, people were chatting and talking, but my entire self was solely focused on your voice only. It's almost like there was nobody in the room. And I think we lasted in that room until, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning, three, I have no idea. It was extremely charming. And that difficult day melted away into what I consider a defining moment of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) That was the gift of them all. The The gods of gifts decided that that day was going to be my day. And um, the rest is history. We decided to chat a little bit um, on the Instagram. And I think we chatted for several days very intensively uh, through text messages. It was, um, wow, Uh, nothing really in the world mattered to me except for the conversations we were having. And I was like a, a high school kid, just looking forward, just bringing my phone everywhere I was going. And then little that I knew, you invited me for lunch on the way to, from Tampa to Arizona, the idea was to have lunch together. And that somehow turned into a dinner plan. And I thought, since I'm coming home so late, (laughs) why don't I take my chances and invite that man to cook for me at my house while I'm still at work so I can comfortably come to a cooked dinner already. And, um, And you accepted. I did. I did. <laughs> you yeah. accepted. So, yeah, so that's how we met at my house. So for context, it was also the first weekend that I met Megan because Megan and I met on Clubhouse and we were getting ready to get our businesses off the ground back in March or April or March. And, um, you know, Kasha and I had met, we started talking and she said, why don't you come to my house and cook me dinner, but have it waiting for me when I come home. Here's the key code to my house. <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't, just for the reference, I don't do that. I don't do that ever. This was the first and last time. <laughs> and even though this was the best thing I have ever done in my life, I would never do it again. <laughs> Isn't this I- ironic? Well, hopefully you never have to do it again. No, hopefully not. Yeah. So it's very clear. You have a little bit of an accent. I'm used to it. I mean, <laughs> do I really? A little bit of an accent. Um, where are you from and what's, uh, what led you here to the United States? Um, I am from Poland, born and raised in Poland. I was, I will displace my age group. (laughs) So we know (laughs) we are not young very much. I was born in 1982, which makes me almost 40. And I have traveled or migrated to United States when I was 25 with one suitcase in my hand, $300 and decided to. (laughs) embark on the world with nothing and nobody here. All my family left behind. I finished college back home, got my degree, and I thought I can conquer this world all by myself with my... Actually, my English was quite broken at that time still. So I worked my way to... um, I worked through a lot. I had jobs as a server. I worked in restaurants, business, and... um, courthouse systems i was i had made multiple little different careers here and there just to make ends meet and uh 15 years later i am a dual citizen 
I speak English a little better than what I did when I came. I um, I'm an overall champion in NPC Federation for bikini competitors uh, in the Midwest, and um, I was nominated for two national shows in Miami, and I also am one of the uh, better performing uh, membership directors in a big organization called Club Corp and have been in my career for a decade almost. And on the side, I am a mother of two fairy <laughs> baby girls. <laughs> and I think I'm passing the test of being a mom quite well because they seem to love me a lot. So I am accomplished. This year has been very much about creating a family that I had no idea was coming in 2021. So you and the girls. 